Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. A new head coach and boy genius Mike McDaniel, the fastest cheetah to ever roam the football field, and an actual left tackle? Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Before we jump into a fresh episode of Finsider Radio, Jake and Josh want you to please, please, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Subscribing to the show is the best way to know when Jake and Josh have something cooking in the kitchen iTunes, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Following helps others find the show, and we want to thank you for that. Now, let's talk some dolphins. Welcome back. Classes in session. Welcome to Summer School. This is Finsider Radio. You're listening to the Jake and Josh Show, where we are going through our nursery book club, tackling 10 different Miami Dolphin players ahead of training camp for the 2022 season. I am Jake Mendel. Joining me as he does each and every episode is Joshua Hobbs. Josh, we tackled Chase Edmonds. We tackled... Tim Phillips. And now, dude, I think this one might be the hardest book club we have yet. But before I get to that, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Like I told you, we were hoping to do a podcast yesterday. The baby, my kids weren't really cooperating, but now the two are sitting there like angels watching TV and I got the baby sleeping for over an hour. So we have time to come on here and talk. And you're right. This is going to be one of the more fascinating guys that we talk about because um, we're talking about a loaded wide receiver core. And then they brought in Cedric Wilson. So spoiler alert, our nursery book club chapter three is on Cedric Wilson, but I'm doing good, Jake. How have you been? I'm good. And, you know, for one reason or another, it's taken us a little longer to get this club out. And and I've kind of, in a weird way, enjoyed that because it's given me a lot of time to think about Cedric Wilson, uh, what he means to an offense that, I mean, Josh, I, they signed Cedric Wilson and then you trade for Tyree Kill. It just seems like that both the guys, the, the Dolphins signed off the Cowboys. I don't know why they seem to me, uh, whether it's whether it's Cedric Wilson or, or Connor Williams, they seem like, I don't know, I don't know if question marks, maybe wild cards for this offense might be the right word, just because the vision is there. I certainly see it, but I don't think this vision is going to be um, exactly what we've seen it to be once everything starts to clear up a little bit. Yeah, I think wild cards a perfect way to put it. I mean, a lot of us thought Connor Williams, oh, this guy's left guard, you know, he's going to start. No, we're going to try to center. And again, Cedric Wilson, I mean, you do see the vision there, but when they make a trade for Tyree Kill, I mean, they that was after Cedric Wilson. I mean, so how does his role going to change? So we got a lot to talk about here, Jake. Um, but I guess right now you just want to, should we dive into his background? I mean, draft in the sixth round of the 2018 NFL draft, 208th overall. He signed a three-year deal worth more than $22 million, $12.75 million guaranteed at signing. And uh, last season, only Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Tyree Kill had more touchdown catches from the slot among receivers than Wilson six. 
and he's the son of San Francisco 49ers, and he won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh Steelers, Cedric Wilson Sr. So, uh, Jake, I guess, you know, the first thing I saw when this happened was this was a guy that Mike McDaniel, they played in the NFC Championship game against each other. I mean, again, another guy that, quote-unquote, he had a front-row seat to, and he was one of the first signings. So give me your thoughts on Cedric Wilson because this guy, um, like you said, is a wild card that could have a big season this year in Mike McDaniel's offense. And that's the thing, Josh, that is just so tough for me to figure out because we keep saying that about everybody. You know, it seems like the Mike McDaniel offense, everyone's going to have a big opportunity. But, dude, like, this is this signing is a perfect example of how the NFL is changing because, Josh, only Cody Core, uh, you know, uh, undrafted free agent, and Preston Williams are taller receivers than Cedric Wilson on the Miami Dolphins roster. And to build on that, the tallest wide receiver, Josh, is going to be the starting slot wide receiver. So when you hear that, what really starts to go through your mind? Because I don't know why, but, you know, you think, look at this offseason, and I always try to find a reference point, something we can compare it to. And I'm not trying to compare the players in any way, but you just saw how they revamped the offense. What was it? Uh, Was it 2013? You get Mike Wallace, you bring in Brandon Gibson. But everybody on that offense, and obviously the offense wasn't, you know, fantastic. I, I do think Tannehill could have made a Pro Bowl if he was a little more popular in one of those years. But, but you know, you get you, you had Brian Hartline, the, your possession wide receiver, someone who's going to move the sticks. You had Brandon Gibson in the slot underneath who did a lot of the dirty work before Jar. He basically was doing what Jarvis Landry uh, did, but, you know, Landry was a lot better at it. And then you had Mike Wallace, the speed, the speed guy, who if he's not just running straight down the field, uh, you know, it's the comebacks, it's the in rods where you're kind of stopping at a dime and trying to get away from your cornerbacks. But all of a sudden, man, I mean, we mentioned it before, the, the Dolphins have four players who, who I guess could max have their potential maximized in the slot, you know, somewhere where they can kind of get near the line of scrimmage, which opens up opportunities to have a complete and full route tree. You can basically run in every direction. So how do you feel about this kind of inverted offense where you have, you know, big Mike Gusecki, you, you have bigger Cedric Wilson on the inside and then, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill on the outside. And with that being said, I'm sorry, uh, but I, it must be, these guys are going to line up everywhere, but just for the sake of envisioning what this offense could look like. Yeah. I mean, I always do the eye emoji thing on Twitter, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Right. I mean, I think you hear how, you know, one step ahead Mike McDaniel is and there's a vision for this offense. I mean, dude, sign me up. We've got those two speed demons on the outside. Like you said, who knows how he's going to move these guys around? Who knows who's going to play in the slot where? But, uh, you know, when you think about six foot two, 200 pound Cedric Wilson coming out of the slot and then, you know, on the other side of him, like you mentioned, Mike is sicky. I mean, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of mismatches to be had. And I think that's one of the things that you have to look at here. You mentioned CD lamb and we say here, we mentioned them, but you know, now you got those two guys on the outside. So Cedric Wilson's going to have, again, that single coverage, you know, he's going to see a lot of those one-on-one matchups, you know, with some of those smaller nickel backs, you know, with a linebacker that again, it's a mismatch. So I'm in very intrigued to see the way it works out, but um, you know, part of me thinks, okay, well, this is a dolphin. So somehow it's going to, you know, we're going to be yeah, sitting right. here saying, ah, why'd they do this? But dude, I'm all for this. I, I do think a lot of his size matches what Devonte Parker does, but let's be honest. I don't know that on the tape, you see Cedric Wilson making those one-on-one, I quote unquote, Randy Moss, like grabs that you might see out of Devonte Parker. Yeah. And that, that's, that's an interesting way to put it because I look at guys like one, he has the size of uh, Devonte Parker, but another guy I just mentioned, Josh Preston Williams. I mean, 
you look at Cedric Wilson, he was a sixth round pick in the 2018 draft. Preston Williams was undrafted. I think these two guys are going to do things pretty similar to each other. Um, I think we saw last year that Preston Williams, I don't know if it's just understanding, uh, you know, an NFL offense, but it just didn't seem like he was all the way there. But I think of this upgrade as, you know, that body of, of Devontae Parker where, you know, maybe he's not going to go up and beat someone with a ball, but what he can do is he can be ready underneath. You know, if he has to kind of peel away from a linebacker to catch a ball, he's big enough where he can absorb a hit. He can kind of work around bodies that are in, in front of him, which is the, you know, the Devontae Parker aspect. But then, man, you go back two years ago and, and God, I hate that we have to keep kind of going back this far to, you know, a couple, just a handful of games, but what made Preston Williams special was his ability at his size to peel off of defenders. Right. You know, um, I remember that there'd always be the slant routes. It'd be, you know, you catch it and then you're kind of still going diagonally around the field, trying to pull away from people. What, what Cedric Wilson really shines at man, he can pull away from those linebackers. He can pull away from those slot cornerbacks. And then once you're away from one guy, all of a sudden, you know, if the safety doesn't stop you at six to 200 pounds, I mean, you're going to make some noise. So what I see Preston or (laughs) what I really see Cedric Wilson bringing to this offense more than anything, man, is just a smart, tactician who is going to give the you know the the third and seven not only get the first down but turn that eight yard completion into an 18 yard completion just because he seems like such a smart guy josh i mean it's important i think we should bring it up now i mean this is someone who played quarterback in high school he was throwing passes for the dallas cowboys whether it was uh on a pump play I'd suggest go looking at this. Uh, it was punted to him. He was on one sideline. He he caught the ball. He hucked it all the way to the other sideline, and it turned into a pretty big play. And then, you know, the Cowboys also did the Philly special with him. So I think when we talk about upgrades to this offense and how is it going to be different, I think it's IQ, man. And I'm not trying to bash anyone who's been here before, but it's just doing the little things that can maybe turn an eight-yard reception to an 11-yard reception. That's the biggest thing I've seen from Cedric Wilson out of the slot, at least. His ability to, he can catch the bubble screen. He can go over the middle. He's going to do the up and out routes. He can do all those, and he does them more than anything right. Yeah, and let's not act like he's not pretty fast. I mean, 4.55 speed. So, I mean, he has the size. He has you know, he's pretty freaking fast. And I think you mentioned it, Jake, he is a technician in the slot. You know, he is very good with his route running. And that to me, you know, again, eye emojis, because they have Wes Welker here, you know, to teach these guys. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine what a 26 year old, you know, a wide receiver that played 90.5% of the time in the slot last season for according to pro football focus in comparison, Jalen Waddle, 60.1% Hill, 53%. He had 604 yards receiving out of the slot last year too. Um, and Jake, you mentioned the versatility. I mean, yes, he played quarterback in college. You see the trickery they'd use, you know, with the Dallas there, you know, letting him throw the football. I joked he was quarterback too. And that was right before they signed Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> but I think what again is so fascinating is how Mike McDaniel is going to use them because we saw Jalen Waddle the way he comes in motion, you know, before plays to create those mismatches. We saw Tyree kill do the same thing. Now Cedric Wilson can also do that stuff. So um, sky's the limit, but we have to mention Eric, Eric you know, the rookie, he's six foot three, mm-hmm. man. I mean, he fits a, a similar mold here. So these guys are all going to be battling for playing time. But when you look at the contract, I mean, I think we can all agree Cedric Wilson's that number three wide receiver in Miami, at least this season. And that's, I guess, I don't want to say an issue, Josh, but you think about, hey, this was Cedric Wilson was a guy drafted in the sixth round. And all of a sudden, you know, he's getting paid in Miami, which is perfectly fine. I'm cool with it. Uh, But you you mentioned 
Azukoma, you wonder if he's going to be that next guy in terms of, hey, we drafted him relatively late being a fourth round pick. And all of a sudden he could we got a couple good cheap years out of him where instead, you know, you kind of got to pay uh, above and beyond for someone like Cedric Wilson, who caught, you know, six touchdowns last year. And Josh, we aren't hearing a lot about the dynamic of the offense just yet. I mean, it's it's the dead of the offseason. They aren't talking too, too much outside of Tyree Kill just continuing to hype up Tua. Uh, but but you love Cedric to see it. Wilson, he did say this, and he was talking about, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill saying, you know, besides those two fast guys, I feel like I'm one of the taller ones. That's what really made him different. He said he feels like that's probably the biggest aspect of it. So, Josh, I don't need to be the one to tell you that you're – your YouTube account is absolutely chock full of film at H-O-U-T-Z at YouTube. Go check it out. What is ha- happening in the NFL or, or what is Mike McDaniel going to do where, hey, our tallest guy's not going to be lined up outside and it's not going to be the, um, you know, what was it? The Harvard study that said the Dolphins were like a top five talent group because, you know, you had your speed guy in Kenny Stills, you had your possession guy in Jarvis Landry, and you had your number one in Devontae Parker. What's what's happening here? How is this dynamic changing? I don't know, man. So much heartbreak with you bringing back those bad memories. And I'm glad you brought this up because, dude, I was going back to watch some Cedric Wilson tape and I'm like, I know you have it somewhere. I, I spelled his name wrong. There was no K at the end. So <laughs> same on me. So I finally found those videos, but I think it just goes to speed, right? I mean, back in the day, we remember all those, those big body guys that pretty much box out the cornerbacks and you really don't see that as much nowadays. I mean, a lot of these guys nowadays, if they are that freakish size, you know, they got also got that speed and they can be utilized in all sorts of ways. So um, the games are changing Jake but I think what it means for Cedric Wilson this year is that he's going to go out here and have an opportunity to make the most of it right I mean again he has Jalen Waddle eating up targets you got Tyree Kill on the other side I mean it's his time I mean if Cedric Wilson believes that he's that type of player that can play in a slot and that's something that he did say Jake he said I definitely like playing in a slot there's a lot of room to work but I definitely see myself as an overall football player which I can run throw and catch so pretty much any position I feel like I'll be comfortable at whether it's inside or outside but I definitely thrive in this slot. He said he likes to play in a slot because, you know, he's right next to the quarterback. And, you know, when that blitz is coming, that pass rush, who's the first guy that quarterback's going to drop it off to? That guy that's, you know, close to him playing underneath, like we'd love to say. So uh, I do think he's going to have an opportunity to, you know, six touchdowns. I mean, is it crazy to think, I, I don't know, 45 receptions, 602 yards, and six touchdowns last year, Jake? What are your thoughts? Do you think he can – possibly break that i mean the receptions seem right but i just i just don't know man there's so many mouths to feed in this offense i think that josh it, it's going to kind of balance out in a way where i think i hope that all these receivers their yards per catch is going to actually weirdly enough be about the same because you know he mentioned he's an all-around football player and i think josh it'd be a lot of fun i mean it'd be fun to go to any miami dolphins pro- practice but i would love to sit there for maybe two hours and just see them run through different red zone drills because i can tell you right now man what i'm hoping at least and and what my daniel has the opportunity to do is do so many different things out of the same looks i mean josh you could have you know uh cedric wilson man i just keep going back to preston geez uh i'm turning into you over here but you know, you can line him up in the slot and then he can go and do an up and out route and you can hit him on, at the pylon over, you know, a slot quarterback. No problems asked. You can have Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill running around before the line of scrimmage. Hell, you could throw the ball to Jalen Waddle in your own end zone. But it's just going to be so unique because I think the way this offense is going to thrive and it sounds a little basic. It sounds a little generic. 
it's if Tua can just make the throws. You know, if it's in those first four weeks, Josh, that are going to be so, so tough, if he can prove that, hey, there's a guy open uh, at the second level on an up and out route where I have to throw it over a linebacker, if he, you know, uh, develops past the, you know, occasional throwing it into a linebacker's gut and he makes that throw, all of a sudden defenses are expecting that they're looking for that. And these is, uh, this is a group of wide receivers, Josh, that can do so many different things. And, you know, I know this is about Cedric Wilson, but it's just so hard to just talk about him and his impact in this offense without kind of saying, Hey, you know what Cedric Wilson's good at Jalen Waddle's good at Tyree kills good at. So, so what makes him special? What's going to make him get the ball more? And I just think it's, if he can be, you know, hit with the ball. Yeah, Jake, and that's a good point because then, you know, when Tua starts hitting those, if he can prove that that's – I mean, Tua was one of the best quick, you know, quick slant passers in the nation, it seemed, mm-hmm. especially on some of those RPOs. If he can show that he can start hitting those, I mean, then the safety's biting down on those routes every opportunity, and we got those speedsters just running, you know, one-on-one coverage downfield. So, dude, it's going to be so fascinating to see this way, the way this thing all plays out. Um, when asked when it would be like to be on the field with Waddle and Hill at the same time, Cedric Wilson said the defense is looking at them the whole time. So usually I get one-on-one. That's my job to win. And I mean, I guess it goes back to what we've been saying throughout this pretty much the entire podcast is he should have those opportunities to win one-on-one matchups. And we saw it a little bit in Dallas, you know, he was able to. So, and then he just has to make the most of those opportunities with the yak that again, this Miami Dolphins team, Mike McDaniel, they've been preaching all off season long. So should be fun to see, man. I mean, I know how I think I've already tried to pick him up in a few fantasy leagues that I have two in as a, a super flex quarterback is one of those under the radar guys. So I'm sick, but I, I mean, I'm interested to see the way this all works out. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And Cedric Wilson, he's really worked his way to the top here, Josh. He was at community college before transferring to Boise State, uh, where he caught 139 passes for 2,640 yards and 18 touchdowns. You know, I can't imagine what it's like running into those blue end zones, but man, I bet it feels even better than running into a normal end zone. And he was also the Las Vegas Bowl MVP after catching 10 passes for 221 yards and a touchdown. We mentioned that he was a dual threat QB in high school. And Josh, Said uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper aren't Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but I think the point remains that those two guys are the ones who are going to get the attention. And if you go watch film about Cedric Wilson, I think what makes him special is just knowing how to attack the open space in the secondary. There was a game, man. It was against the Jets a couple years ago where Devontae Parker went absolutely off. You know, it was one of those play, one of those games that you know we kind of expected when you draft Devontae Parker. It's the idea that hey. Everybody knows the ball is going to him and you're not going to be able to stop him. And it was a play where I think he caught a slant and he burst away from one guy just to try to do a 360 around another guy and he fell to the ground. And I think, Josh, that's where the Miami Dolphins are starting to point a little differently is just how they attack that empty space because you go watch Cedric Wilson for film. Man, he does such a good job. at You know, he catches that ball. It's no dancing. You know, Jarvis Landry, man. No hate at all. I would have loved to see him come back to Miami. He was a dancer. Uh, Cedric Wilson, on the other hand, he has that big frame and he just uses it. He puts his head down and he runs. So I think, man, this 
opposing defenses, they are going to need to make split decisions, right? Whether it's hop the route and get in front of the ball, or you're going to be doomed for a 15 yard uh, reception. And I think that's just going to play right into Miami's hand. I hope, but again, man, I think that the, the, you know, the issue that could arise is simply, man, just, just timing, right? Getting the ball on time. Is the offensive line going to be good enough? Can Tua hit the, you know, the right spot at, for a receiver to kind of turn and go upfield? Because you go watch these different highlights from Cedric Wilson. And the one thing, man, that is so abundantly clear is that whether it's an out route, whether it's a slant, whether it's like an up and in, he does such a fantastic job of escaping that first defender who's trying to cover him before the ball's thrown. Yeah, and then those rare instances where there is a corner on him, then he's using his large frame to box him out. So you can see where the vision is absolutely, Jake. And be forewarned, I'm going to have to Edward scissor hand the heck out of this because it is just (laughs) mass uh, chaos going on. So so here's my take on – Jake, here's my take. (laughs) you got to leave this in, man. (laughs) Okay. Here's my take on Cedric Wilson. Jake, like Chase Edmonds, I put a lot of stock into the fact that he was one of the first players the Dolphins signed shortly after Mike McDaniel took over. It just so happened to, again, come front row after that NFC Championship game where he caught five of ten passes. Uh, But Wilson can do a little bit of everything. He's a good route runner, isn't scared to go over the middle, and he's a reliable target for Tua Tungvaloa. You know, when again, the pressure amounts and he needs to get that ball out. What I keep wondering is how he's going to fit, how they're going to utilize him, and to see how that vision changed maybe when they brought in a tire kill we say all the time that mike mcdaniel has this mad ultimate team well and then he's this mad scientist with all these weapons i mean now's his opportunity to showcase what he can do you mentioned he's almost overthinking the nfl with the two speedsters on the outside using those big bodies on the inside i'm excited to see the way that it works and how he utilizes those one-on-one matchups that he gets with Jalen waddle and tyree kill on the outside and maybe he can put up some of those consistent numbers jake i mean we mentioned you just talked about the dancing around and some of those things i mean is it crazy to think this might be what i at least in my head vision and albert wilson you know that reliable playmaking type slot receiver i mean he doesn't have that type of explosive i guess capability that albert wilson did but let's be honest cedric wilson's probably uh, you know much more reliable and you know can route you know his route running might be better so um, is it possible this could be him? I think he will be that de facto slot receiver, but at the end of the day, the sky is the limit, but anyone's guess as to how Mike McDaniel will utilize him. Yeah, man. And that's, that's why I think this is such an interesting topic to, to think about is just, you know, you mentioned Albert Wilson and, you know, Cedric Wilson is twice the size of him. I mean, dude is much bigger than Michael Gallup playing on the inside in, in Dallas. I mean, he plays low. He allows himself to brace himself with his lengthy frame. He's comfortable catching the ball with defenders on his hip. And I think it's important to note. I mean, they've had Wilson throw to Dak. They've had Dak throw to Wilson. They've had Cooper Rush throw to Wilson, Josh. I think this is such a dynamic player, and I'm interested to see if that is sustainable inside this offense. Is so someone going to kind of just disappear for the sake of targets? And, you know, where could the possible struggles start to come from with this offense is where I really start to ask questions. Of course, man, you know, the sky is the limit. It's exciting. And, it, and you know, I want to be hyped about this and I am, but you know, you kind of have to start bracing what could go wrong. Right. And, and with someone like Cedric Wilson, I don't necessarily know. I see that. I mean, I just see such a very sound signing. You know, you don't see dropped balls from him. You don't see penalties, man. He's uh, the Cowboys love to do their bubble screens and Cedric Wilson, someone who can is dynamic enough to be a blocker or receive one of those bubble screens so i think man it's just availability it's opportunity it's nothing really nitty-gritty we can look at and even if you watch his highlights i mean it's not something you're gonna see on the sports center top 10 but just man there was i mean you go back to the jakeem 
Grant drops on deep balls. I mean, Albert Wilson's had some drops, uh, you know, false starts. I think what the Dolphins are really doing here is clearing up the, the mental errors that, you know, push you into a first and 20. And if the Dolphins can stay ahead of those chains, man, you're telling me this offense, whether it's Chase Edmonds, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, uh, hell, even Cedric Wilson, you're telling me you can get these guys in a second and three where, you know, you can you know, fake a run to get that first down and just take advantage of not even a deep ball, just like an out route or in and out route, you know, 25 yards down to the field. Every one of these guys are capable of catching that ball. And that's just something the Dolphins have lacked for such a long time. And that that's really what makes me excited. You wonder what the opportunities are, the potential, and you wonder if Mike McDaniel can take advantage of everything because, Josh, I see an offense where you can literally line up anyone in any of the different spots. I mean, what, Mike Kosicki had 40, 40 plays in the backfield last year even? I mean, you could go that crazy. Uh, but but what I'm trying to get at is you can have everyone lining up the same way, doing different plays on, on you know, seven or eight different uh, reps. So I think that's going to be the most interesting thing. And, you know, for everyone who's going to go down to camp and get to see these guys do red zone drills, good luck trying to keep up because I think that's the key for this offense is you're going to be able to confuse the hell out of opposing defenses. They're going to have to be very smart, very instinctual, and, and that's going to be a tough thing to overcome. That's something I think the Dolphins haven't had for a long time. You know, the press, or the the Kenny Stills, you know, he had to catch the deep ball. He couldn't really make that play happen. I mean, Jarvis Landry, every time he had a big play, it's because he deflected 18 tackles. He threw a guy over his shoulder. He suplexed another and then walked into an end zone. So what I see, man, is just an offense where there's no nothing happening inside the mar- or outside the margins, I should say. What The ball gets to where it needs to go. There's open space and you just make it happen. There's not going to be any of this. uh, I don't want to say freelancing, but having to make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? I think this offense is going to become on a platter and it's just going to be up to them to just kind of feast and let Tua be that chef. Let Tua cook. Is that what you're setting up there? Oh, there it is, man. Let Tua cook. That was perfect. But but you're right, man. These these receivers, they're all so versatile. I mean, think of the offensive line, the defensive line. I mean, you think of every position group, right? I mean, versatility is what they're always preaching. So they're plug and play. I mean, I guess the biggest thing for I mean, we both think the world is Cedric Wilson. I guess the biggest thing is how's he gonna fight off a of Preston Williams? How's he gonna fight off an Eric Azucoma? You know, those guys are gonna be battling for those reps, those snaps. So um Interesting it battles. Seems more polished. If, yeah. if I sorry, but but that's a refined, kind of the big yeah, thing. Re, the refined version of an Eric Azucoma. You know, the rookie. You know, maybe this. That's why they drafted him to eventually be his replacement. That's kind of what I was it thinking when sense, I first yeah. saw this. I, Jake, and you let you said let to a cook. I mean, we have to talk about it, right? I mean, Tyree Kill. We said how this podcast that he has. You know, hopefully it doesn't go into the season and things turn to crap. I mean, he's gonna have two a tongue of a low on there. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I think we could do a whole podcast on that after it drops. Tomorrow, I believe at 7 p.m. it's dropping. So we can do the, the next podcast on that if you want. But what are your thoughts? Because this should definitely have people talking. Yeah, and there was a clip that came out of it, and it, it really got me thinking because, you know, Tyreek went into this whole thing about, I'm not saying this as your teammate. I'm not saying this is your friend. I'm not saying this, you know, as whatever. You are that dude. And he was just injecting so much confidence into him. And I go back to a tweet I got where it was basically that Tyreek Hill and his team doesn't care about you know social media interaction man he's been such like a a leader in terms of even branding going out there on social media every time he posts something it's like a dolphin's emblem he's just been such a great PR guy I just wonder because obviously Tua's had teammates that you know lift him up and hype him up but in terms of that leader that's someone that everyone's listening to I mean even Ryan Fitzpatrick like he said uh, you know I want to be the starter which is perfectly fine that that's cool but to have someone 
older, like Tyree Kill. I mean, he his father, very, very tough, hard-nosed guy. Nick Saban, very, very tough, hard-nosed guy. Brian Flores, hard-nosed guy. I wonder what this is going to do to his psyche. And I think it's important to note that you can win with either of these methods. I think just being able to relate to people and interact with people is more important than how you do it. Uh, but I'm just interested to see how that kind of changes to having that person in your corner who has such a high level of, of experience, has such a, you know, attention around him. He's just the star player, just kind of injecting this confidence into him. I think that's really interesting uh, uh, subplot to be happening here. Yeah, Jake, and we can't forget, you know, what he did. He actually put out a better hype video, right? Didn't he put out the Dolphins sent out that highlight of him um, to a slightly underthrowing Tyreek Hill, and then Tyreek Hill put out even a better highlight clip. So he's definitely been pumping two up, and it goes back to what he said. You know, he's trying to instill confidence in his quarterback to uplift him. But you're right, man. I mean, I, I mean, I would think it would affect Tua positively, right? He should go out there and, and guns ablaze, and he now has a receiver that believes in him, a coach that believes in him. And you mentioned, even though Nick Saban, I mean, I think, they nicknamed him, didn't they nickname Tua like his son or something like that? I mean, mm-hmm. for as close as they were, we know Nick Saban's a hard butt. We know that Brian Flores is a hard butt. And we know that um, oh, his father, Gullah Tungavalo, is also a hard butt. So um, I can't wait to see what happens, man. But, uh, you know, something's going to come out of this. It's going to make the Chiefs fans upset or Dolphin fans upset. And that's just where we're at at this point. I mean, we cannot wait for football to get here. I saw Dolphins Twitter was in shambles. They were in some kind of Twitter space a little bit ago just – bickering and moaning and you know same old stuff we need football back in our life real real bad the moral of the story here is to wash your butt don't don't have a hard butt if you don't have a hard yeah, butt, I, I was gonna things. swear i normally swear when my kids are right next to me playing with barbies dude i, I that was uh i'm surprised i did that me of all people i'm surprised i held back i really the hard butt episode so i like it. myself <laughs> the timer is clicking down on us so i'd like to wrap it up here for us josh and i'm gonna go ahead and say We'll take suggestions. If you're enjoying the book club, we've actually gotten some really cool comments and we thank you all for that. If you have a suggestion, someone you want us to talk about, we know Cedric Wilson is a lot more uh, theory crafting in a sense of how he can be used instead of integrating former film on how Mike McDaniel might use him. It's a really interesting case and I encourage everyone to go check out the film and wonder how are we going to use the biggest player on the team as a slot when you have two, you know, of the cliche like slot outfitted guys. So so let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you're liking the show. And the best way to do that is to leave a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Five stars if you wouldn't mind. That stuff helps people find the show and it helps us grow our community. And hey, more of us and less of the hard butts, right? So, but thank you guys so, so much for joining us for the Jake and Josh show for Finsider Radio. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're always in control And when you say Miami You're talking Super Bowl Cause we're the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins number one Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins number Bye.